This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons. Do you get jacked up and fired up seeing guys put on pads for the first time this week? I really miss the violence. I mean, I daydream about someone like pushing my wife in a bar. Not hard, but hard enough that I can like crush the dude. Like, <laughs> I can legally hit somebody. Earlier on the show, from Yahoo Sports, Charles Robinson, ESPN radio host, Sarah Spain, writer and director, Kay Cannon, seven-time Olympic gold medalist, Katie Ledecky. Coming up, actor Brendan Hunt. And now, here's Ben Lyons. Welcome back to the show. The show rolls on. Ben Lyons in for Rich on a day where we get a gold medalist, Katie Ledecky, classing up the show. Bringing greatness to the show. We're excited to catch up with her. You could win a gold medal in any event, guys. What would it be? Any event. Oh, you could curling. win a gold medal. Curling. Curling. I love curling. Yeah, that's a good one. Curling. A team sport or an individual no, sport? No, I want the marathon. That would be the cool one. No, you want the 100-meter dash. No. You're the fastest man in the world. It's the coolest title that you can have in the Olympics. That who, would, be, who would be the fastest man on the Rich Eisen show? I know Rich is known for me. his world uh, champion sprinting. But Definitely me. I feel like, I feel like the line in Vegas in for most athletic competitions with this crew, up. the line in Vegas might lean Brock. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he's definitely in the best shape out of the... Uh, Although, no El Tufo, challenge flag on the field, I, mean, I saw I, you do a plank inspired by Michael Irvin. And I also walked might, up diamond might be the a other PED day. himself. Just having Michael Irvin <laughs> motivating you, we might have to test you <laughs> to enhance your performance. I went up Diamond Head. Yeah, how was your trip to Hawaii, Mike? It was amazing. But Diamond Head, walking up Diamond Head, uh, and note to self, there's a tunnel when you get to the top of Diamond Head, which I did not know for like the last, like, couple feet before you get to the top. A little claustrophobic for me. I was not a happy Del, camper. Del Tufo top. looking like Richard Kimball in the tunnel. Oh, yes. I looked Going over me. the waterfall. Del and Tufo looking you, back. I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't do it. I don't care. I don't one care. man. It was the one-armed man. It was not. Like, I got to that tunnel, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this walk. And then I was like, it was like a little, yeah, it's like, because you don't know where the end, you see, you see the tunnel go up, and it does like there's no light because it turns. And you're like, I'm looking back. I'm like, how high was it? How high is Diamond Head? It's only like an eighth of a mile, but it's for me that felt like 800 miles. Del Tufo yeah. loses his senses when he gets to the top of the tunnel at Splash Mountain as well at Disneyland. <laughs> like, Whoa, this is crazy. I don't like rides. Um, should there should there be a, an Olympic event of who can run the furthest? Just who can just like run? Forrest just Gump run. Would, just would I want run, that? and whoever stops last, that's the winner. That could go on for all two weeks. What, who can who can run the furthest in the two weeks of the Olympics? <laughs> they start in the, in the host city. It was two in the morning last night watching people walk. There's walking, <laughs> walking, uh, race walking is, the, is weird. Uh, How do you train for that? Oh, but you're right. That, that's, that's what you do, Mike. Because and I mean, I need to do that every day. Your foot, one foot, has to always be in contact yeah, with the ground. ground. Yeah. So the way that these guys do it, it they look like penguins. It's remember, like, remember in the '90s, for whatever reason, those little sculptures came out. But if they made noise, they kind of moved. Yes. That's what Del Tufo <laughs> looks like. <laughs> you get it in Times Square. Wait, TJ, what's your gold medal dream? I mean, what you said about the hundred meter—that would be obviously that's one of the yeah. the things that you remember. You remember the Carl Lewis's and the Usain Bolts and Ben Johnson's, even though he got there suspiciously. It was still cool <laughs> um, that race, <laughs> you know. I, I, but um, 
Unfortunately, you know, for one of our Twitter fans who's mad that we're talking so much basketball, basketball is my favorite sport, yeah. so I'd probably go basketball. Because you understand the value of an Olympic medal as a basketball player, a yeah. gold medal as a basketball <laughs> this guy player. Just won't Can you imagine if you had one of those? By the way, do you know that but no, Luke, Think about that. Think about what that would mean to you, TJ. Me if you had one Ooh. Olympic gold medal playing Man. basketball, can you it imagine? Would, my life would be so much different. Wow. I'd be sitting in that chair. Think about, over here. think about this. What if you had two? Exactly. Oh, what if you had two? Oh. I just had two Olympic gold medals for basketball. About Carbello, who I love off Imagine air, and this though. is being held against me. Three Olympic three gold medals for one basketball player? I love gold. And then last night, you know, we saw Team USA, the women's soccer team, the greatest team in the world. They got a bronze. It was incredible. Uh -huh. they so imagine you got those three Olympic gold three medals, and you also just had a bronze one as well. Just to kick it. You'd be one of the great Olympic athletes of all time, <laughs> wouldn't you, TJ? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. I By the way, do you know Lucas said that he would rather have, they asked him, they posed the question, would you rather have an Olympic gold medal or an NBA championship? Oh, he said an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. No. So by Luca's yeah. count, Olympic gold medals mean more than NBA championships. In it the means, big scheme of things, so it means, how does that on, rearrange wait, the 10 wait, greatest players of all time? Wait, it means more when you're from Slovenia and yeah. you're not supposed to even qualify. Yes. But what if you're from Russia or what if you're from China or Japan or anywhere other than the United States? Like around the world, those Olympic gold mean more than our Super Bowl. Well, our we can ask the 72 Russian uh, Olympic team. Ask that Manu. Manu's got a gold, gold medal. medal yeah. United States. Right? Doesn't Manu have a gold medal and an NBA yeah. championship? Yeah. yeah. 35-year-old rookie uh, Pablo Prigioni for the New York Knicks has a medal. You mean Part Hall of, of Famer, Man of Ginobili? Hall of Famer Pablo Ooh. Prigioni. I mean, obviously to no, us as Americans. Pa Hall of Famer Pablo Prigioni. Oh. Obviously to us as Americans, like. Pablo Prigioni, Mono Ginobili. Our sports championships mean more. But in the world, in the big scheme of things. The medal. Those are the best of the best coming together and competing. And we don't, I don't believe that we as Americans hold those team sports in the regard that maybe they should be held in when you compare them to the way everyone no, else No, because that's unfortunately where America's excellence and entitlement kind of creeps in. The right. idea that yeah, the American yeah. men's and women's basketball exactly. teams, are they supposed, should win gold. They should. Win. And right. if they do, yeah. good for you. But if they don't, if they don't, the yeah, right? that's not a healthy place to no. be in. No. <laughs> at all. No. And that gets back to that conversation with Katie about the mental health in the Olympics and self-confidence. If Team USA men's basketball does not come home with a gold medal against France tomorrow night, the amount of vitriol that you're going to see spewing oh, oh, Kevin Durant's oh, way uh, on Twitter. Destroy on Twitter. Oh, you know how many replies he's going to be able to yeah. blast off on the, the whole, flight the home, flight from, home. From, from Japan? I mean, Bottom he was... Tickers. He was tweeting an hour before the quarterfinal game. Just imagine how when he's got a full 17-hour flight back to Brooklyn. Boy, that game versus France is going to be good tomorrow night, huh? It's going to be real good. I like that it's early on the uh, West Coast. 11.30 start in Tokyo, 7.30 Friday night out here. 10th is live on Peacock. Let's go. Olympic gold medal game for the men. We got Serbia and the women tonight. Women's basketball. Brianna Stewart. Incredible. I'm so excited for that tonight. Closing ceremonies. I told you guys my wife performed in the closing ceremonies yeah. out in Salt Lake City in the winter. The winter games in 2014, 2010. I was way 2002. A long time ago. A long time ago. I think yeah, Salt because when you be... said 2014, yeah, I was no. like, wow, you're much older than your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 I was like, wait a second. What's going on here? <laughs>
I, when I wasn't judging, I was just. Um, yeah, the closing ceremony is coming up already. It's almost done, but we got the gold medal game tonight. France is good. Batum with that block last night. That's right up there with the LeBron block. Yeah. Because if that dude yeah, makes the layup good. for Slovenia, they win that game. They win the game. They win the game. They go to the gold medal game. Yeah, 90-89 with, with seconds ticking down. Similar chase down block. A block situation at buzzer. Game over. Batum. Luca's gold medal dreams put on hold for another four years. I have a feeling he'll be back. You think so? You think <laughs> Slovenia is going to be a team to reckon with I, for the next decade? I think suddenly you're going to find some NBA players suddenly realize, oh, maybe I have Slovenian in in my uh, in running through my blood. Are and, we ever uh, going to get NFL football? Are we going to like American football in the Olympics? Can we find eight other countries out there or seven other countries so we can have some type of well, tournament? Well, the big thing, too, is like how do you choose the quarterback? Is it just always Patrick Mahomes now? Or, or like, does Josh Allen have a case? Do you uh, do you platoon them? Do you have one guy gets the first and third quarters, the other guy gets the second yeah, and fourth? Yeah, you go every other series, and it just kind of works out. Uh, how many guys make the Olympic team? Because you figure during an uh, uh, eight-team Olympic football tournament, some guys are going to get hurt. I don't know if the Netherlands could defend Lamar Jackson uh, with an eight-man front. You know what I mean? I don't think that would be fair. With that Bulgarian offensive line. Like, talk, I mean, about, ex- talk about unreal expectations. Yeah. The United States... American, American football yeah, team. What do you think the line in Vegas would be <laughs> like, for America in Tom Olympic Brady's football? Tom Brady has 70 yeah. gold medals like at the end minus of Minus 1 million to win the gold medal. I mean, medal. seriously. Tom, are Tom you going to be going for a gold I mean, medal at 50 years old? I mean, Tom Brady Would Tom Brady stink. be the first 50-year-old gold medalist? Oh, 100%. Well, uh, no, I think, I know, I mean, I think someone mean, in the dressage was in their 50s. Were they? The horses live to 50 years old? No. no oh, yeah, the people, people ride. Yeah. Do the, do the horses win a gold, too? Do they so, you know, gold? they were talking about that yeah. on uh, the Olympic highlight show with Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg. Kevin Hart brought that up. Like, the horse is doing all the work. Why don't they get the medal? Well, as we said, the horse flies Emirates and the athlete flies yeah. Southwest. I, yeah. think, I think the horse just gets a, a little extra bag of oats, you know, at lunch. Team USA football Olympic team would be pretty sweet, though. Be a pretty good team. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good team. Hey, guys, I'm not sure if you saw this. Uh, Lionel Messi is trending right now, and it's not for uh, good reasons. He was supposed to sign his extension with Barcelona this morning. Apparently, snags are hit. Messi will not continue to be playing with FC Barcelona. This is insane. We're losing our minds over Rodney Hood signing with the Milwaukee Bucks. We need to be talking about this. We need to be talking. This is actually the biggest story in the world. This is how world economies shift. Right. If he decides to leave Barcelona and go play for Paris Saint-Germain and team up with Neymar, if he goes to right. the MLS and chooses to legitimize that league on a global stage, or what if he it goes changes to- the economics of the city, the country, the sport? It's massive. Frank Isola, who covers the NBA, just tweeted out, Messi considering both the Brooklyn Nets and Lakers. I'm not sure how that would shift the balance of power in the NBA, but like, seriously, what if he goes to the Premier League and like him and Harry Kane go to Man City? Like, what are we talking about? What what incredible opportunity to grow the game of soccer too, to create global excitement and interest? Does he have a responsibility? He's accomplished everything you could possibly accomplish on the highest stage of the game. Is his responsibility now to grow the game? Should he take that leap and come to the MLS during the prime of his career to bring that sport to new heights in America? Is that something that he's even interested in? Should he be interested in? 
That would be incredible if this dude started playing for the LAFC. He's the biggest star in America. Oh, my God. You would have to... I mean, they, they just built a brand new stadium downtown. You would have to literally play those games at SoFi because you could... And there would still be people at standing room only. I thought it was a big deal when Beckham came, but that was toward the end of his career. He's kind of a shell of himself as a player. If Messi, still you know one of the best players in the world, got something in the tank, comes to the MLS, that changes soccer in America forever. There are rumors already about where he might sign or what happened? I haven't seen any rumors. I mean, just nine hours ago, soccer, you know, Twitter was talking about how extension was expected, a five-year agreement, and now in the last... 20, 30 minutes, talks broke down. They could not come to agreement, and he's not returning. Insane. You think he went in and said, I'd like 900 million euros, and they said, <laughs> we'll give you 800 million euros, and you can own half of the country? And he was like, mm, I'll pass. I, but I think it's Park. one of the yeah, – he saw the Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Right, 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 he right. saw like, Reese Witherspoon's yeah. production company. He so. saw what the Knicks gave Julius Randle and was like, okay – I'm Lionel Messi. He's Julius Randle. I know he made an all-star team and should have been first team, except they gave it to Kawhi for no reason. But I'm Lionel Messi. I should make a little bit more than But also, you look at that, the Steph Curry contract. You talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Whatever you're actually paying them, they're underpaid. So I think Messi, whatever he was going to be getting from Barcelona, probably was at a discount. If you're an MLS team, would you pay Messi a billion dollars to come play for your team? A hundred percent. I'd make him the full owner. Yeah, I mean, it's pro- you're going to make player owner. Money. Like yeah. the amount of merchandise and bobbleheads and foam fingers. Player owner and a seat on city council will also let you become ingratiated in the community. He could be the yes, mayor. He could be the mayor, maybe even the governor of the state, <laughs> depending on the state. By the way, there's a recall in California right now. He could just <laughs> yeah. be the I'm governor of LAFC, California. The governor of California. Like, totally and fine. the best soccer player in I the I think world. everyone would sign for that. It's ridiculous. Maybe go play for Ted Lasso's team. Oh, imagine that. Oh, Richmond? <laughs> oh, go Richmond. Would you like to Roy see? Kent and Messi oh, together? Oh, Roy Kent and Messi and, Come Danny, on. and Danny Rojas? Go. Come He's on. here. He's there. He's everywhere. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Come on. Roy Kent. Coming up next, we're going to keep the soccer talk going on the Rich Eisen Show. We got show. Coach Something coming you up. Don't say Coach Beard. Coach Beard. Brendan yes. Hunt, his conversation with Rich. Up next, it's Ben Lyons filling Believe. in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bill Hader here on The Rich Eisen Show. Your favorite character you did on SNL would be what? If you could just like wave a wand and say, I'll go back. Obviously, they're having you back all the time now. But if you could I mean, just do it again. I had a lot it. of favorite ones. I love doing the Vincent Price specials. When I was Vincent <laughs> Price. I love doing Keith Morrison, the Dateline guy. You could just read anything from him and it oh. would just sound creepy. Right? I mean. <laughs> yeah, he also said, I, he said something. Uh, it was not this, but it was something like a guy. He, he says like, so you, your dad got shot in the face. <laughs> He goes, wow, that must have been a while. <laughs> like, it's so, it's, like. It's not right to laugh at it, but it's like, oh, that must have been a while, right in front of you. <laughs> wow. Where did Vincent Price come from? Like, I'm just, just a big Vincent Price fan. And then I so remember. So you pitched it around a table? You're like, no, oh, I no, do Vincent Price. No, this guy, Matt Murray, and I talked about it. Right. And uh, we decided to do it, and uh, and for uh, Thanksgiving, it was like this weird Thanksgiving special. And I remember right before I came out to do it, Lauren Michaels goes, I, "It was my third or fourth show. I was terrified." And he went, "I like this, but why now? <laughs> <laughs> why now do we do Vincent Price?" But uh, but people seem to like it, and um, that one was fun. Keith Morrison was fun. Um, Vinny Vedecci, the Italian talk show host, was fun. Where did what was that born out of? Just I was in line at, to see AI, the movie AI, okay. uh, at the Man's Chinese, mm -hmm. and there was a guy in front of us talking like that, and he was and it was he was kind of lecherous uh, Italian guy, and he was hitting on these two like you know, 18 year old girls. And he was like, I buy you gelato, gelato. You want gelato? <laughs> and he was like, I want to buy you gelato. No, 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 no. We watch gelato and then we see Robot Boy, eh? <laughs> and, uh, and so the whole movie, I was making my friends laugh, going like, oh, the little Robot Boy hates spinach. He breaks him, he breaks. Oh, he's a teddy bear. He don't like him no more. And I was just like, and I was just doing it the whole movie to make my two friends laugh. And then I was like, oh, I should probably. And then when I met, uh, manager and she goes, well, can you do impressions? And I was like, no, I'd never really thought about doing mm -hmm. impressions of famous people. And she goes, well, do you do a voice, anything? And I went, what is this guy, this Italian guy? I went, and she goes, okay, we can work with that. <laughs> and that became my audition. My audition was that guy for doing SNL. impressions. Yeah, so I, it was like Vinny Vedecci, the Italian guy was auditioning for SNL. Like, right. Thank you, Lauren, oh, this is so amazing. You know, and he was, then he would do a bunch of impressions.
Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. The show rolls on tomorrow on the show. Dwayne Wade, a conversation about Team USA, about Cabernet in Napa Valley. Oh, wait, no, that's not on this show. That's on Carmelo's What's in Your Glass show. Saw the tease for that. So Dwayne, wait, so Dwayne Wade is going to join the Lakers, right? He's coming out of retirement? Dwayne Wade's going to own the Lakers, own a vineyard in Napa, and play for the Lakers. Own the Jazz, I should say. Own the, He's going to own it all, Dwayne Wade. He's going to own wow. uh, Balenciaga. He's going to own glasses that don't have lenses. Is remember he, those? You remember those? He pulled out the glasses with the no lenses. It's a level of fashion I just know nothing about. It's just right up here. It's I can't wait till Messi is playing point guard with LeBron. Who would be the bigger star in Los Angeles, Messi or Melo? <laughs> Toss up. Yeah. Soccer top of mind, though. I'm seeing Twitter. People are going crazy with this People messy, are going with nuts. This messy yeah, news. Going and crazy. the Premier League has gotten huge here in the States. The coverage of it, uh, the fandom. You see bars open at weird hours that they never were <laughs> back in the day. And then you got Ted Lasso, which is just yeah. added to the soccer love. We talked more soccer on this show today than we have in a long time. <laughs> with Sarah Spain, we had an owner of a soccer team on the show. And now we've got one of the stars of Ted Lasso, Brendan Hunt, sitting down with Rich. They had a conversation recently that we're going to share with you right now. Roll it. Ted Lasso has been nominated for an insane 20 Emmy Awards. And this man joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, co-creator, writer of this program, and also nominated for an Emmy for Best Supporting Actor on the program, Brendan Hunt. How are you, Brendan? I'm all right, Rich. How are you? I'm doing well. Congratulations on everything going on with this program. Yeah, thanks, man. It's nuts. Well, <laughs> that's definitely one way to describe it. Um, so it's it's been well established that this was based on something you guys did for NBC Sports as, I guess, a one-off. Uh, walk me through how um, we go from that to 20 Emmy Awards and hopefully some <laughs> trophies in the case for you. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it was 100% a one-off. You know, I got a, I got a call from Jason, um, you know, who I've known for years from Chicago Improv Days. And um, it's like, hey, NBC Sports wants me to do a, a soccer thing. And he and I both became soccer fans to different degrees at around the same time living in Amsterdam. Neither one of us was into soccer, you know, as kids in the Midwest. Um, right. But we moved to uh, Europe and caught the bug. So he calls me and says, there's a soccer thing. And like, if we, if we do it, we get to go to England for three whole days. Oh, three whole days. Um, and then they got to fly us out to, uh, to go see a Premier League game later when the season starts. I'm like, oh, great. This is the best gig ever. It will <laughs> never get better than three days in London and one soccer game. Um, but it did. Because, uh, yeah, they, they, they really liked it. Apparently, it did very well for them. And so they had us come back to another one the next year. And by that point, then we were really starting to like it. Like, this is just flat out fun to do, you know? And, and Jason really clearly loves his character at that point it was me and Jason and uh, our buddy Joe Kelly was the other creator of the show. And, right. um, and we just wanted to find a way to keep doing it. So like we threw together, you know, we met at Jason's place in Brooklyn for a week and we threw together like a, uh, an outline for a season. And at that point we were looking at it like, like the original office basically. So like two, six episode seasons and a movie. Right. Special. Right. And you know, we wrote a, we wrote a pilot and like, okay, well, let's see, let's see what happens here. And then nothing happened. Nothing happened for a very long time until Bill Lawrence came along uh, to to join the creator crew. Mm -hmm. And uh, once Bill Lawrence is involved, all things start moving. And um, and within, gosh, I don't know, four months after that, we had a writers' room going. And and six months after that, 
We were in London again for substantially longer than three days. <laughs> Which Premier League match did you see that time? Oh, yeah. that time we, um, I'm an Arsenal fan. Okay. And I'm kind of the biggest uh, soccer fan of the, of the three of us who originally went. So they kind of let me tip the scales. Um, and I convinced them that going to see Arsenal at Tottenham would be particularly good game to go see, um, you know, with the calendar we had available. And we sat in the, uh, in the Tottenham director's box and like, you know, I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm also a good guest. So like, you know, you wear a suit, <laughs> yeah. respectable. Okay. Um, and like, I knew like if, if there's a score, if there's tension, I'm going to keep it together. And, and then Arsenal score on a breakaway. And I believe literally the first minute. And uh, I don't know if this is going to be a video interview for, for your folks, but yes. my reaction was, was literally. Like, <gasps> you couldn't say that you're good too. You're too good. I couldn't, and it was a great goal. And then the game finished one, nothing. It was just one goal at the beginning. So for the neutrals, i.e. my friends who came with the yes. worst game you could uh -huh. see because the crowd never really got into it, but right. I had the time of my life and now that stadium has been torn down. So we, we saw, you know, a wee piece of history. Before I, I called an NFL game, um, two years ago, pre COVID, uh, in the new Tottenham Hotspur stadium. I was there. So you were there for that one. So the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were, were, were there. There were a couple of them there. Oh, right. I was the one calling the Buccaneers were there. And the reason why I bring it up is because I was told by the locals that Arsenal fans were very giddy over the fact that the Buccaneers were the home team in Tottenham because the Buccaneers and Arsenal share the same team colors. And thus Arsenal's team colors were all over Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which made Tottenham fans thoroughly sick to their stomachs. And they loved that. They okay. absolutely loved that. The game you know? I had gone to in that same run, which was like a great historical sports day for me, because like, there was an Arsenal game that day that I got to go to right? and then a Bears game. Uh, and I'm from Chicago. So oh. I'd seen an Arsenal game and a Bears game that were neither exhibition games in the same city on the same day. And the Bears lost that game, but uh, at the new Tottenham Stadium, which is a great stadium, got to yes. say. Yes. Um, and, you know, as you know, like these NFL uh, London games get all the NFL fans from all around Europe. Yes. Uh, and they're all big uh, soccer fans. And a lot of them are Germans. So they come to the stadium and Harry Kane, hero of Tottenham Hotspur, a yes. huge NFL fan, like has aspirations of being a kicker someday, a place kicker. Okay. Um, uh, he comes out to give the honorary coin toss and in his own stadium is booed <laughs> lustily by 95% of the crowd. And the Bears lost that day and that sucked. But Harry Kane, bless him. Getting booed was a was a beautiful, beautiful thing. If I'm not mistaken, the Bears didn't just lose; they lost in some gut wrenching fashion as well, Brendan. If I'm the not Raiders, mistaken. like came out hot and and they got up by like twenty, right? Uh, like it was a coming out party for Joseph and uh, that's his name, right? The running back I got his initials are JJ. I think yes, yeah, um, no, yeah, Jacobs. It was Jacobs. He was, Jacobs, yeah, killed he, it. Yeah, he he, he was it. he was amazing. And the Bears, you know, fought valiantly ish to try to come back, and they and they did not. Brendan Hunt here on the Rich Eisen Show, the Emmy Award uh, nominated actor and writer, man who plays Coach Beard on Ted Lasso here on the Rich Eisen Show. Where does the um, the warmth of this show come from? What is the walk me through how you would create a show and you're like, okay, this guy and everyone around him has got to have the sensibility to 
warm and be, you know, very sweethearted. Uh, where, where, where did that come from that you would emphasize that? Cause I think that's part of the reason why your show is such a smash hit, not just the comedy and the characters, but there's just a warmth that I think people are attracted to. Brenda. Yeah. I think it's, it comes, you know, from, you know, a little, uh, a lot from Kansas in Kansas city where, where Jason's from, it comes uh, a little from Chicago where I'm from and also central Illinois, like normal Bloomington, Yes. Uh, where I went to school and a little bit from uh, Marietta, Georgia, where Joe Kelly's from. Like, we're all, you know, Marietta, Georgia is not quite the Midwest as much as the other two, but, you know, right. Joe's got a real, like, yeah, I don't know how to phrase this correctly, but like, you know, a, a good Southern sensibility, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he lived in Chicago for a long time, too. And there's just, it all adds up to a very Midwestern kind of vibe in the show. Like, we weren't, necessarily going out of our way to make someone fred rogers like like mm-hmm. we were we were drawing from our own experience you know um jason's drawing from his dad jason's drawing from from coaches he had joe also had coaches that he liked i was not not so athletic i didn't have any coaches <laughs> per se but you know the odd theater teacher and uh and like my bosses at the uh at the auditorium where i was a you know a stagehand for a while like just sturdy midwestern listeners um, so we were just modeling people that we've known all our lives and putting them into this character. You know, we weren't, we weren't drawing from some crazy fantasy land of kindness. Like we were right. drawing from something that exists. Well, I, and cause again, it is, it's just so everybody's so vulnerable on the show. And then again, it's very funny and you put it all together and it's unlike anything that's on television right now. And the the show that one one of the shows you're nominated for for writing called Make Rebecca Great Again, talking about the owner of the team. I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I don't mean to, you know, embarrass you or anything like that. But I, I turned to my wife when that episode was over. I said that that was the greatest half hour of television I think I've ever seen. It was beautiful. It was funny. It was sad. It was uh, fun as well. Amazing. It really, really was. And I just. There's no question. I just like, congratulations. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, well, that's amazing. It truly is beautiful and funny. All of it, it is together. It is one of my favorite episodes. Uh, you know, for without you know, no no spoiler shows. I haven't seen it yet, but also, hey, catch up, people. Um, right. But it's Nick Nick Muhammad's locker room speech is absolutely one of my favorite moments of the season. Um, you know, Jason and Hannah do incredible stuff that episode, and like the directing is really really good, and the editing's really good, and that closing song. That plays right for the whole like it's a you know sometimes you show you just get like the right part of a song but I believe that's the entire song you know it's strange by Celeste and it's it just it just brings the whole thing together and makes it more than some of its parts and so anyway I'm a fan of that episode too so thank you and and season two available uh, every Friday on on Apple Plus where you can watch um, Ted Lasso so there's no coaching inspiration for your character specifically anything something i mean coaching wise no i mean you know i mean acting coaches like you know one of my (laughs) um a couple of my professors uh down at illinois state and you know actually i just realized this yesterday the 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 his clearest analog is actually a guy i worked with at this student auditorium so in the student center called the bone student center in illinois state uh, which they may have renamed it. I hope not. We all loved working at the boner. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, had Braden Auditorium and then Redbird Arena, which became the new basketball arena for uh, yes. uh, uh, for, for ISU. But there was a guy named uh, Matt Hartley. And Matt Hartley was just the, I mean, to this day, in all my travels around the world yes. and through uh, all the halls of comedy, the most deadpan person I've ever met um, in my entire life. Um, and he was he was the assistant to, you know, uh, it's kind of a rotating cast of of bosses. And he just stood in the back and he waited and uh, said his piece. It it was a tiny bomb every time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, good bomb. And then off he went. The only real example of which I can remember it being like, um, you know, like the first meeting, uh, you know, of the of the school year where you all get your your radios. And um, and, you know, John, the boss at that time, at that particular meeting, like hands you your radio. He gives a whole speech about what it means to have a radio. And then, and we're all, you know, Midwestern folk. Matt Hartley just sits in the back and just waits for a gap and says, it's your nomenclature. <laughs> it's, there. It sounds like a line from your show. I'll be honest with you. It does sound like something from Ted Lasso. You know, <laughs> I had to look it up. Like, I thought I was fairly well reasoned, but no, no. My man from the prairie was out vocabularying me hard. I love it. Fantastic. So, uh, Brendan Hunt, a couple more minutes left here on the Rich Eisen Show with the Emmy Award nominated actor and writer and co-creator of Ted Lasso here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your favorite line? Which one is your, your, your favorite where you're like, okay, you know, you wrote it and then it was executed and now you've seen it and you're like, that's a good line. Like that's, which one's your favorite? You got a good one? Um, I have a lot of favorites, uh, okay. with, you know, uh, only some of which I was involved in the writing of. Okay. But um, one of which... Well, then the one that comes to mind is um, episode nine. You know, Rebecca has somebody to say to Ted and she invites him to her office, but she doesn't quite have the courage to say what she wants to say yet. Mm-hmm. And and he senses that. He's like, are you OK? And she's like, me, I'm brilliant. I'm triple pops. <laughs> <laughs> this goes nuts with it. You know, it's largely her performance. I, I'll give you. She's but her saying top of the pops. <laughs> That's it, it, huh? Tickles Interesting. Me still. I like that one. It surprised so many fans of the show that uh, the actress who plays Rebecca is the same one who was the the nun uh, from Game of Thrones who was uh, saying shame to Queen Cersei. Like people can't. That was really one of the had nothing to do with your show, but it was one of the biggest reveals of season one is that it was the same actress. Yeah. You know, when I learned that, it, it made me like it made me rethink that character in Game of Thrones, <laughs> and then and then her relationship. To uh, to uh, Lena Headey, whatever her name is, yeah, right, like, yeah. oh, okay, so it's not like the nun is not some you know wall of a woman yes. under there. Like, no, she too is an Amazon. It's you know, right, like right. was was she a you know sinning smoke show who had to be converted? And now she's doing what had been done to her. Oh, exactly. What a great show. I know. If only Queen Cersei had made the nun biscuits and given it to her every day, could have been a whole different relationship. You know what I mean? A different the whole, time. The whole walk of shame. So uh, congratulations on everything to you, man. Really. Um, uh, I, I, I love the show. It is not lost a single step um, in season two. And, you know, I, it's funny how many people were bringing up um, Ted Lasso when the Super League was created for a split second and then it was gone in two days. And like, how will Ted Lasso survive? You know, and what would Ted think about all this? And he'd be the one out there kind of leading the fans to just do the right thing. I I, I was honestly thinking of your show in the real life soccer stuff. 
Brendan, for real. And you were know? in the middle of shooting it when that came out as well. As Is that well. right? Were you thinking about what would happen? What, what would you have had to redo something? Would you, were you thinking about that for a split we wouldn't second? Have yet no? Because we were, you know, we were in the championship at that time. Okay. But it was going to have a ripple effect on all the football for sure. But the, the, the striking thing was like, we have a, a crew fantastic crew that is you know there's a lot of football fans in there sure. you know menu and spurs and arsenal and they're all over the map and oh the hatred for the european super league brought them together in such powerful unanimity isn't that amazing how that happened <laughs> oh man they hated it so much and it died so fast like let's get our 30 for 30 going on this let's get our oral histories out <laughs> we're gonna need this. It was. It wasn't even a three for three, right? You couldn't even have done. It, <laughs> it was almost a thirty second for thirty second. Uh, well, thanks. For, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, I'd love to do this uh, more often. I'm a big it's fan great. of your work. I'd like to keep talking with you. Um, and congrats, and I hope you win every last damn Emmy. That will be great. Uh, well, thank you, Rich. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the third decade of my life uh in terms of the numbers in the front of them in which um i've been able to experience you so oh wow this is, yeah that's true this, i've been at this moment. I, I appreciate you saying that man and uh let's let's keep doing this more often like i said thanks for the thanks, thanks. for doing this that's brendan hunt right here on the rich eisen show Great stuff from Rich and Ooh. Brendan Hunt there. Ted Lasso is back. I know you guys are fired up. Fired up. Ready to go. So good. Premier League is back as well, beginning Friday, August 13th. Don't miss all the action. All year long, the Premier League is on NBC, NBC Sportsnet, and, of course, Peacock. You ever been to a Premier League game? You ever been across the pond? Been to two Chelsea games. Only sporting event I've ever been to where they separate the fans based on who they're rooting for by cops on horseback. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went to a Tottenham game in the old stadium, which Hotspurs. is rather dodgy. As I went to say. a Tottenham game at the new stadium. However, we missed our train from <laughs> Paris to London. And so by the time we got there, we saw the last 16 minutes. Arrived in the 74th minute. They were surprised. Uh, at the gate, who are these people just now arriving? You realize the game started 90 minutes ago? Yes, I'm aware. Uh, it's raining. Please let me inside. And uh, we showed up, watched 16 minutes plus a few extra. You got some extra time. Some yeah, extra yeah. time some for extra injuries. Time. Harry Kane almost scored twice. I have the videos on my phone. But it was amazing what we saw. It was incredible. Just the scene, the, the chanting, the crowd. I think Brockman was an extra in the Elijah Wood movie Green Street Hooligans. You ever seen that film? <laughs> I remember hearing it. I Hold never on. saw that it. That is a great one. Street Hooligans. Yeah, Green you never seen that one, Brockman? I no, feel like I missed that one. It's about an American kid who goes over to that part of the world and loses himself in Premier League soccer and becomes a, a like a British soccer hooligan. Yeah, I totally could have done yeah, that. Yeah, you were definitely totally hooligan number that. three, I think, in that, in that film is your IMDb credit. I will take it. <laughs> Five years ago today, Marcela Huertas signed his second contract with the Lakers, the first NBA player I was better than. So this is a historic day. <laughs> and coming up next, we'll do more anniversaries and birthdays. It's Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. If Marcela Huertas was playing pickup on the weekend, do you think he'd be the fourth pick? <laughs> ben Lyons in for Rich. Wow. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Now, you strike me as a very lovely person, Lena. This is true. Okay. You strike me as a very lovely person with a with a great personality and very sweet. How the hell do you become Cersei Lannister? Uh, it's the real me. I keep her hidden. Uh, no, I mean, it's to play the bad guy yeah. is just such good fun. You know what I mean? I can do all the things I can't really do in my life. Well, like, it's about to say, I'm like, I'm like trying to think, like, is there some form of, of, of evil uh, concoction underneath this show studio that could go up at any point in time and Maybe. take us all out? Maybe I planted it early. Look out. So you, so you just love just chewing up the scenery and, and, and doing that I sort mean, of thing. It's, it's what we do. It's well, fun. When you first got the first ever Game of Thrones script. Yes. What did you think when you first got it? No one will ever watch this. No kidding. No. Why did you think that? I think because we were all, when you pilot, there's kind of no money. And so it's, it was really funny. There was no, there were no chairs for us. It was kind of bonkers. What do you mean? Well, because there was no money put into it. So we do a pilot. It's like, we don't know if it's going to go or not. So you just go make it like in a tent in the cold. And so we were like, what are we doing? You know? And then it came out and it was just, people loved it. And so I guess we all started going, oh, I guess we're, we're going to have jobs. This is amazing. Did you know that your character was going to survive season one even before when you took the gig? Yes. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew up until the walk of shame. Like that was, that was the beginning to the end. And then I didn't know beyond that. You, you mean when you first got the gig, you knew that you were going to live to the walk because of the books? Yes. Is that what you were saying? No, no. David and Dan were like, this is what we have for her. Like, this is where she goes. Um, they had the walk of shame planned out all the way from Jump Street? Yes. Mm, no kidding. I mean, those boys are very clever. They they had a plan all along for all of us. And it was slow. You know, the reveals were slow. And that's what makes it so exciting. So then season six script comes. You're flipping through the pages to yes, see if, if you've I'm met alive. your maker. Right. Every season. All right. Then what about the final season? When you got the script, what did you do with that? Same thing. I think all of us were like, <laughs> okay, I'm still in. Okay. So which one was happiest by the end? I can't tell you that. <laughs> That was a sneaky way of doing that. That was nice. That was so smooth. That was creative. 
See, I didn't even, by the way, for the radio audience, I didn't even look at you when I said that. I was looking down no, at just no, threw, it was like By a the way, I wasn't away. looking down at anything. I was just like, I'm not going to look at her when I say that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll actually get an answer. Who are you most concerned from the cast that is actually going to give something away? Okay, but that's good. He's passed the test. What do you mean? You can just butter him up with a bit of booze. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, man. We've got so much around here, too. We're going to book him again and just, you know, that's just water in our Get mugs. Get him sozzled and I'll tell you everything. All right. So just to recap today's show, Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. TJ Jefferson gets Benny Hanna to go. Say it loud. Chris Brockman is spending $8,000 hoping to get an Anthony Edwards card. One on one logo, man. One on one logo, man. Guys. Like, come on. And now Del Tufo won't go see the new Space Jam film because nope. he hasn't seen the old one. And he can't root for LeBron. So he and doesn't I can't want LeBron. to get lost in the storyline without the only. knowledge. If he's not familiar with what happened to Muggsy Bogues' character. What happened? In the first one. He's not going to be able to connect the storyline. <laughs> I don't believe I can fly. So the I'm, I'm going to be honest one. with everybody. Stop it. You've seen me. I can barely walk. Guys, Jonathan Kuminga just scored 18 points in Summer League. <laughs> That's right. We got Summer League now. The Knicks have every oh, Summer League DJ. game on national television. Kaminga. Are they Who's the only team for? in the NBA with every Don't Summer say. League game on national television? That's a big deal, right? But, but your boy, Kevin Knox, not playing. Kevin Knox deciding to opt out now because of some COVID <laughs> protocol. There was thought that in his fourth year in the NBA, he should go play in Summer League. It was his choice, I believe. Hey, Ben, didn't you just get, or was you, Brock, when you just got done giving Durant all the props for touching every court on the planet? That's Kevin ben. Knox is just trying to step his game up. Yeah, so I'm right, sorry. Exactly. I was in the building at the Thomas and Mack Center <laughs> for Kevin Knox's rookie debut in Summer League. That man should have his raft, the jersey in the rafters. In fact, I have a photo of Kevin Knox at Summer League. I wonder if I included it in my random photos. <laughs> I have a photo of Kevin Knox at Summer League. So, yes, he has touched that court before. Ridiculous guy wore a Fortnite on the inside of his jacket draft night. Do we have any other random photos from the collection? So upset about his wardrobe. Yeah, because Jaron Jackson wore Rock the Vote, and that guy's a baller. (laughs) That guy's registering people to vote. Yeah, here's a photo I took of Kevin Knox and Frank Nilakina on the bench at Summer League because I thought that one day that that could be an NFT worth a billion (laughs) dollars. You thought this is the backcourt that's going to lead us to glory. This is. LeBron and D Wade, I I'm sitting behind the bench for this moment. I want to I want to put this on a T-shirt for the parade. You thought you were looking at history. Yeah, right I literally there. thought I was looking at history there when I captured it. Do we have any other photos that I sent you guys? Anything else we can chat about today? As we round out the show, we saw Frank Nilakina and Kevin Knox sitting on the bench at summer league together. An iconic moment. Oh yeah, Coach Harbaugh, I love that. What did you take that? No, photo? it's just in my phone. It's Quavo <laughs> hanging out at Michigan practice. You Quavo. know, Coach Harbaugh eats a vitamin every day. It's called a steak. He lives every day with an enthusiasm known unknown to mankind. This is a grown man who still drinks milk. How do you not want him coaching your? Football he doesn't team? like chicken because it's a nervous bird. He makes khaki pants look great. I love Does Coach he? Harbaugh. All in on coaching. By the way, he Quavo wears... can come out to Ann Arbor anytime he wants. So Rich and I went to uh, a Michigan game uh, in a, f- a few years ago. Rich was the honorary captain. That's a great time. I remember watching those hype up videos and go, "Huh, if this McConaughey thing at Texas doesn't work out, we could get Rich down to Austin." Yeah. It's against Central Florida. And I remember we went to practice on Friday. Rich gave a pep talk to the team. It was incredible. I think he blacked out in the middle of it. That's what I'm saying. That pep talk, I remember seeing that and wanting to run through a wall. It was it was good. It was good. I was standing right next to him as he did it. And Jim Harbaugh wears cleats during practice. 
how do you not want this man as your football coach? He wears those same cleats to go to sleep. He <laughs> wakes up in cleats so he can be the first one to practice. The guy loves to compete. Cleats and khakis. Well, we got some anniversaries, some birthdays, some things happen today besides Marcella Huerta's five-year anniversary of re-signing with the Lakers. <laughs> Mike, Third do you have this Bill Belichick? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Before we get to all that, Ben, uh, Bill Belichick was trying to get asked, you some breaking Belichick. Yeah, we have some breaking Belichick. You know, this, this show likes to talk a lot of football, and I know it's football season yes. coming up, and we've got camps open and pads. So, some breaking news from New England. Yeah, he's trying to take my gig, I think. Yeah, B- Bill Belichick was asked about the weather up at, at uh, Pat's on. practice, and if you know they were going to be out there in the rain and wet ball or whatever. This was amazing. Just breaking listen. news right here. Yeah. Well, again, whatever it is, it is. Uh, I can't control that, so. <laughs> Looks like the field will be wet. If it rains, it rains. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, you know, if it's hot, it's hot. If it's not, then. <laughs> no, it's breaking news from Bill Belichick here it's on great, the Rich I mean, Eisen it's a great show. life philosophy. You know, if it's, if it's hot, it's hot. If it rains, it rains. Well, yeah, I mean, can't control when it. When I first lived in an abandoned jeans factory in New York City, I had a roommate who would shave his head in the bathroom, leave hair everywhere, and say, hey, hair is hair, and wouldn't clean it up. So maybe he was part of the Patriot way. <laughs> Was it me? Part of the Bill We once roommates? Hey, I once had a guy, (laughs) listen to this. (laughs) Back in college, uh, you don't know this because you haven't been here, but Michael Hawley, host of Coast of Brother from Another, lived with me in college for a couple months. But there was a guy, a friend of ours, who came and needed to stay with us for like a couple weeks. And one day I, I came home from doing something and I go to the bathroom and I realized that my towel was there and it was damp. And I was like, yo, why is my towel wet? And he goes, well, I took a shower and used your towel. And I was like, bro, why would you use my towel? And he was like, well, I figured like, because we're both clean when we get out of the shower. So it wouldn't matter if I dried what? off with your what? towel. What? 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 Yeah. No. We're, I figured since we're both clean, you get out of the shower, you're clean. It would be okay if I used your towel. Like, you know how no. hard it is to have a clean towel in college? You got to hold yeah, on I mean, to that. Like, yeah. your life. And so for me, my thing was like, you know, I was raised with a lot of women. So, you know, my parents got divorced early. And so I learned a lot of this, like stuff from my mom, the stuff that she could teach me, how to cook how to clean, you know, like how to sew, how to iron. So at school, we'd have these formal dances. And I'm the kid who showed up at college, guys, with an ironing board and an iron because I was never wrinkled. So we'd have these dances like the spring fling and these formals. And people would literally, as, as an offering, come to my room and hand me like a pair of dress pants and a red solo cup or a dress shirt. And I'd iron it for them. So I was always like, I always was on top of having the fresh towels and you know, the non-wrinkled clothes, so... I'm so happy to be guys, and then I found out I'm doing another week next oh, week. Oh, yeah, bonus week. And I only have enough clothes for this one week of the show. <laughs> so, TJ's going to be ironing my clothes. We got ben, a steamer in the back. We got show you. We got here you. Here tomorrow. Ben, I got more swag at my house I can let you borrow. Yeah, by the way, if you want to wear... If you see me next week hosting the Rich Eisen show wearing a Tostitos Bowl <laughs> promotional fleece... Double XL. Sleeping on like two exactly. boats, you know. I got you, it, man. No, it's, you like, it. it's like when my family goes on vacation and we check bags, and my dad's like, "Okay, do we get the he got game bag? Yep, we got the mouse hunt bag. <laughs> and we have the Transformers two bag. Okay, let's go to the hotel. I mean, if you need a T-shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees, I got you. Otherwise, yeah, right? any I mean, NFL swag, that's I mean, no Tifo. Yeah. He's got Tufo. your back. I love T-shirts, t-shirts and and hats and, and items like that that commemorate events that have no business no business <laughs> being commemorated. Being commemorated. Like the other day, I played golf in my 2011 Knicks playoff hat. 
You know, remember that playoff series when they lost to Boston in four? You don't remember that? Oh, <laughs> good thing Chase Bank got me a promotional hat. <laughs> Guys, let's hit some of these celebrity oh, birthdays yeah, yeah, because yeah, we got here I feel like that. there are a couple, Ben, that are going to be near and dear to your heart. Uh, 59th birthday of one. Patrick Ewing. Ewing. I was waiting to get that into the show today. <laughs> Patrick Ewing. Patrick That's right. Ewing. I was in the building the night that they retired Patrick Ewing's number. Uh, the second greatest Nick of my lifetime. Top five center of the last 30 years. Olympic champion. Georgetown Hoyt legend. So. Georgia, one of the great That's NCAA players of all time. And six degrees of separation. I answered an alarm call as a police officer in Livingston, New Jersey at Patrick Ewing's house. Hope everything was okay. Well, it was fine. Jeez, wow. That was, yes, he lived in Livingston, New Jersey. And they just announced they're going to bring back the Exorcist series. Patrick <laughs> Ewing uh, was featured in, I think, Exorcist 3. So I wonder if his character will be reprised in the Lives reboot. On? Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. What do you think Patrick Ewing's Exorcist 3 residual check <laughs> Probably about as good as Rich's uh, yeah. CSI, CSI Miami one. Deep yeah. Freeze or what I'm was it? I'm guessing, yeah. Deep Freeze. Uh, also, guys, uh, would have been the 57th birthday of MCA from the Beastie yep. Boys. Adam, oh, Adam man. Man, that's already Oof. 10 years now. Yeah. Born and bred in Brooklyn, wow. USA. They call me Adam Yock, but I'm MCA, like a lemon to a lime, a lime to a lemon. I'm super deaf L with all the fine women. MCA, let's go. I believe he directed a great basketball documentary that features Kevin Love as a freshman. Uh, I want to say it's called Soul in the Hole or something like that. But there's a, a, a basketball documentary that I know that, that Adam was involved with. Who else we got today? In the uh, future NBA Hall of Famer Anthony Edwards turns 20. Man, I love that guy. Still can't get a drink. He's awesome, man. <laughs> got to keep that guy in the post-game press conferences, huh? Who's better than Anthony Edwards, man? Like, really? Guys love his life. sound bites are Good great. Dude, man. Love, love him life. life. Can't wait till I pull one of his Logo Man 101s <laughs> oh, okay. out of that $12,000 box. We might, retire. we might have to retire after that. He was great on ER. I mean, that was uh, legendary. <laughs> legendary uh, movie villain Mark Strong is 58. Love that dude. He came on recently. Oh, yeah. That's Johnny right. Silverman, 55. Lolo Jones is 39. Marsha Brady, Maureen McCormick is 65. Ooh, Marcia, Unbelievable. Marsha, 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 Marsha. Lonnie Anderson, blast Whoa. from the past, 76, Mike. WKRP. How about that? Let's give a shout out to Lolo Jones, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Happy yeah, birthday, Lolo. Shout out to Lolo, Lolo. Jones. Happy birthday, Lolo. Decky for joining the show. We had an Olympian on the yeah, show. I mean, gold medalist. That was a big deal. Did not forget Ricky Henderson's best friend, John Oliver, is 53. <laughs> And for, and for those of you out there who are active on social media, media, you follow the Rich Eisen show. I implore you this afternoon, please give Jose Canseco a follow. <laughs> are you sure? You won't be. I don't you know. won't be just, sorry. Just for I mean, poops and giggles. Do you think he's oh, sold out of Jose all of his Canseco. fanny packs? Oh, there's only a hundred of them. There's only a hundred <laughs> fanny packs for sale. I, I need a fanny pack. Yeah, go on Jose Canseco. Oh, oh Mike, we were talking about it earlier this we week. We got time now for one last photo as we've got 30 seconds here to wrap up. One last got? photo. I don't know that I sent the crew. I wonder if our incredible team of producers behind the scenes can... Throw up one last photo for our Peacock uh -oh. audience from my phone. What do we got here? What do we Against got? the clock. Oh, yes! Yeah. It's a guy who wore an entire Bulls Michael Jordan <laughs> uniform who's not Michael Jordan at my local gym. That was in my phone. Shout out to that guy, Ben Lyons. We'll do it again tomorrow. Peace. Oh.